0: Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Good day. This is Dr. Geneva, and this is a special show in time on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. This is my take on Martin Luther King Day, what it means to America now. For under each of us is given a bag of tools, a lump of clay, and a book of rules and it is left up to each of us to decide whether we shall become a stumbling block or in the realization of our dream, a stepping stone. As this nation prepares for the changing of the guards of leadership in Washington of these United States of America, this day as we celebrate the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his message is more important than ever before. Though etched in a moment in time by one of this nation's great leaders, Dr. King's message is timeless. It still pulls us, calls us higher, makes us sit down and examine ourselves and what we are doing to become what one man once dared to dream. Dr. Martin Luther King spoke famously, openly, candidly about his dreams, boldly. He revealed his heart's deepest desires with a world that did not care nor share his same vision. He gave us words that inspired and sprouted hope, words that even today, years after their delivery, continue to echo throughout the world, unfolding from tongues that live to create, to craft, to carve out that same dream that Reverend King had. Today, Dr. King's dream is part of the larger American dream, a dream that encompasses his vision for peace, along with a modern vision of prosperity and happiness for us all. We take this one day to remember a man that had a remarkable impact on not just the nation, but the world. But we also use this time to reflect, to examine ourselves, When we take a look in the mirror every morning, what do we see? Do we reflect that legacy? Do we exemplify those values Dr. King stood for? Just like his memory lives on, it is our responsibility to make sure his dream was not in vain, that it does not die. It's not optional. We don't have a choice in the matter. We have a commitment a calling, a responsibility to stand on the shoulders of this great giant and continue to press toward dream fulfillment. We are called to lead. Wherever we are planted, we are called to bloom. We are called to rise above the mediocre. We are called to rise above the set standard. Average won't do and just enough isn't good enough. Dr. King said, quote, Now I say to you today, my friends, even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. End quote. And we know that what he said was real. Do not bow to outrageous acts of cowardice and insecurity from others. We are all still drum majors. When faced with contention, stand tall, work harder, be understanding, but be unwavering. Do not give up on your dream or the pursuit of it. Commemorate his life through your efforts. Just like Dr. King, one man, led an army of others to change the course of history, we too are called to lead the army of transformation and change. When this nation's first black president, Barack Obama, took his oath of office eight years ago, we were reminded of the resilience of a dream through a famous poem by Langston Hughes. Remember it? He said, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? There is a certain amount of traveling in a dream deferred. A certain amount of nothing in a dream deferred. A certain amount of impotence in a dream deferred. There is liable to be confusion in a dream deferred. There is likely to be confusion when a dream gets kicked around. Now, there are always disappointments in life. But what if Dr. Martin Luther King decided that the battle for civil rights and equality wasn't worth it? (laughs) What if President Obama, as a senator in Chicago, listened and agreed with the political pundits who said he lacked the funding and experience to even win the primary election? What if those men stopped in the middle of the race? What if these men lacked the strength, faith, and resilience to follow their dreams? Where would we be? Where would our community be? Because of them, we have greater hope. Because of them, we walk with our heads held higher. We stand taller. We speak louder. We're not afraid to use our voices to be voices of change. We must continue to take the initiative, seize the opportunity, and make our dreams of peace Prosperity, community, a reality. Not just for ourselves, but for our community, for our nation, for our children. There's nothing more destructive and un-American than denying the doors of opportunity to all of America's citizens. Nothing that is except the failure to be prepared and ready to open those doors yourself. Dr. King had the dream, but he left us with the power, the resources, the doors of access to implement in our time. So we must overcome adversity, apply ourselves, and strive for greatness in all we do. You must make it for yourself, your future, and for the future of our people, your people. There are people connected to your success. There are people depending on you to pave new ways and carve out new avenues. If you progress, so do the various people you represent and know and care about. In a great sense, it is through you that others you care about and influence realize the American dream. Our history doesn't dictate us to be followers. It's clear, maybe more now than ever, that we are called and must be equipped to lead. Though very young at the time, I recall the historic march on Washington. Now I didn't fully appreciate this tremendously historic event until very much later. I do remember my father getting up very, very early that morning and dressed comfortably. He left the house for Washington with a look on his face of pride and determination. We lived in New Jersey. All he had to do was hop in the car and drive the three or four miles, three or four hours down to Washington, D.C. Now, I desperately wanted to go, but my mom felt that the crowds would be too big and too much for me. So I watched the event on television at home with her. She stayed with me. Relatives and friends joined us at our house to watch with everyone's eyes glued to the television. We saw thousands upon thousands of people gathered at the nation's capital. Now, while people in our family room talked and laughed and um, listened to all the speeches, as each speaker spoke at the rally. The atmosphere in the house changed when Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stepped to the podium. The same hush that fell in the crowd in D.C. was the same hush that fell in my home, almost simultaneously. I could sense, even in my young age, that we were about to hear from a leader, not just a man. Of the many notable things said in that speech, Dr. King said, we refuse to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation, and so we've come to cash this check, a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice, end quote. While I knew Dr. King to be a giant, especially after that day, I also knew that I lived in the house with one, my father, Erman K. Jones. My dad was a fearless civil rights activist who led and won frontline battles for open housing and desegregated school. While I experienced him firsthand as a father, his story is particularly important because it reflects the critical yet unherald roles played by local and regional activists during the modern civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s. Living in Neptune, New Jersey, our hometown for his 92 years of life, my father allowed me to absorb stories of his historic victories, that knocked down some of New Jersey's discriminatory laws and customs, none bigger than the 1962 state Supreme Court ruling in his Jones v. Hardador Realty lawsuit. That case exposed illegal practices by real estate developers that kept African Americans out of new suburban housing developments. My father told me during those years that I needed to know my rights and be willing to fight for them, too, like he did. But I also needed to understand that I had responsibilities, too. His fight to live in the house of his choice with his family was a clear demonstration that he understood his rights, regardless of the color of his skin. He demonstrated civic responsibility by representing, speaking for, and acting on behalf of people who were disrespected and discriminated against by the primary institutions of their community. And he spent a lifetime doing that, being a civil rights activist and advocate for many, many others. He knew he had rights but he had the responsibility to give back and make it better for others. My father passed from this life on May the 7th last year. He had celebrated his 92nd birthday in January, on January 16th, 2016. And until his final month, he was a healthy, energetic man. Living independently on his own. In fact, today, as we all in the world celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday, I also celebrate my dad's birthday. His work as a longtime member of the Asbury Park Neptune branch of the NAACP and serving as its president as well for three years made it possible for me to be part of the first desegregated class to graduate from the local Neptune Intermediate High School. The example set by my father and my mother, the late Blanche Hillen-Jones, inspired me to go after my doctorate in education, the profession each of them had chosen, to graduate from their alma mater, Morgan State University, and to become a United Way executive and CEO of several nonprofits. Inspired by my father's example, my emphasis throughout my career has been on leading and engaging, encouraging citizens and civic leaders to get involved and take risks in ways that really make a difference in the lives of others. Dr. King's message that he gives us is not new. It's the same message about what it takes to lead effective change that can transform generations that come long after we have left this earth. The message about initiative, hard work, drive, responsibility, courage, and resilience. The message that we must be prepared, make sound choices, take responsibility and commit. As I close, as I close, I propose to you these things I'd like you to think about, questions I hope might be thought-provoking. Are you prepared? If not, are you willing to become prepared? Are you committed to the dream? Are you prepared with unwavering passion to lead, to lead where you can? What do you do so well that you can leave a mark in the world that can't be erased once you're gone? What are you doing and what are you prepared to do to ensure that neither Martin Luther King Jr. nor his dreams died in vain for unto each of us is given a bag of tools a lump of clay and a book of rules and it is left up to each of us to decide whether or not we will become a stumbling block or a stepping stone thank you And enjoy this day with love, peace, and commitment. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com that's dr